Today is Monday, January the 23rd, 2023, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, a welcome home weekend for South Carolina football as Shane Beamer lands a massive pickup, literally and figuratively, for the 2024 recruiting class. Also, guys, we're continuing along with our Yardcocks breakdown, our position unit preview series today. We are talking South Carolina's first baseman entering the 2023 season. We'll talk key losses key returners, most approved, best overall. Season will be successful if, and I'll give my overall grade for the Yardcocks first baseman as well. Also, we're talking Courtcocks as South Carolina falls over the weekend to the Auburn Tigers. I'll give my biggest takeaways, our player of the game, and we'll talk what's next for Lamont Paris's squad as well. Guys, we have got a packed show for you here on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Price picks. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks optimizers, or mass multi-entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. You can play college sports, pro sports, anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Price Picks. They've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com, and when you... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. To do use that promo code TSUS at sign up to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it.
working man in showbiz. That is Shane Beamer. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always. And we have got a jam-packed show here to start off this week. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. I hope this show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you're doing. Again, tons to discuss everything from football, baseball, basketball. We're hitting the trifecta today here on this Monday. And again, I appreciate each and every single one of you. Before we get into everything, a couple of quick housekeeping items, guys. First things first, today's Daily Crow, depending on when you're hearing this, of course, TDC, which normally airs noon to 2, Monday through Friday, will air 11 to 1 today. The rest of the week will be normal noon to 2, but today, 11 to 1. Got some things this afternoon that we're taking care of, things this afternoon that we are doing, so I wanted to bump things up an hour, but TDC will be live all week long, noon to 2, uh, except for today, which it will be 11 to 1, as I just mentioned. Also, head over to TSUS.store. By the time that you're hearing the sound of my voice, you, already, you may have already seen the brand new merchandise that we dropped this morning. Our touchdown merch, seven plus three equals touchdown. If you don't understand what that means, guys, think Gamecocks football. Think about the lethal connection between Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells. Think about the numbers that they wear. There you go, right? I love to create merchandise that makes people stop and and think a little bit, right? And use your noggin and use your brain. So again, the seven plus three equals touchdown. The touchdown merchandise, everything from t-shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, hats, you name it, we've got it. It has officially hit the store, T-S-U-S dot store. And I'm really excited for this line, guys. And I told you we had some things up our sleeve and we're not even done yet because guess what? Next Monday, we'll have another collection drop for you all. Again, the merch going to the freaking moon in 2023. Also, guys, a positive update for you all. The tour details, our spring tour for the TSUS tour, are coming to fruition. The details are coming together as soon as we get everything finalized. I will release everything on social media. You all will know. But we're targeting and looking at starting the TSUS tour around February the 16th, that Thursday, February the 16th, actually the day before the Yardcocks open up the 2023 season and running the tour through the end of March, which is the that, that was the time frame I was ideally shooting for, getting it all done before the spring game, which we now know will take place on Saturday, April the 15th. So just stay tuned for all that. All of the details regarding the TSUS Spring Tour will drop very soon. And again, guys, I'm really excited. As I've told you all before, we will be hitting all of the destinations we were at previously except Augusta. So I do apologize to my CSRA Gamecocks, but after talking with them, conversating, we decided to leave Augusta off this go around. So again, just stay tuned. All the locations, the times, all the details you need to know will be coming soon ASAP. Hopefully, hopefully I'll say this, hopefully by the end of the week. Also, guys, we're going to be doing some really exciting things with Carolina Alehouse in regards to watch parties, the women's basketball tournament, which is, or excuse me, the women's SEC basketball tournament, not the NCAA tournament, but the SEC tournament, which is in Greenville, South Carolina. We're, uh, we're talking about doing some special watch parties and stuff around that. Also, the NCAA tournament, though, 
is in Greenville for the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. So, again, that's all upcoming over the next couple of months. Just stay tuned for that. I am really, really excited. Again, as we continue to cover thoroughly the spring sports, show love to the spring sports, and continue to partner with our friends over at Carolina Alehouse for fantastic events and truly appreciate the opportunity to work with those guys. With that being said, let's go ahead and dive into everything because as we all know, there is no off-season when it comes to Gamecocks football, and certainly that applies to recruiting and what a massive pickup, both literally and figuratively, yesterday as South Carolina lands four-star offensive lineman Cam Pringle. Pringle choosing the Gamecocks over Georgia, Tennessee, Clemson, Florida, and NC State. And guys, he's not just a four-star offensive lineman. He's not just six foot seven, 338 pounds. He is the number one rated offensive tackle in the 2024 recruiting class and the number one overall rated player in the state of South Carolina for the 2024 cycle. A .9736 on the 24-7 sports composite. Again, the 46th ranked player nationally in the 2024 cycle. So you think about how good of a player you have to be as an offensive lineman to be rated the 46th overall player nationally as an offensive lineman. Coming out of Woodland High School in Dorchester, South Carolina. Uh, You know, I, I, I mentioned this on social media yesterday. Shane Beamer's commitment to building his football team inside out, right? We saw it in the 2023 class. Now you see it starting out 2024. And I think that's going to win South Carolina a lot of football games over the long haul because you listen to Shane Beamer talk, right? You listen to him uh, break down games and break down football. And I think he understands, obviously, right? It's still a line of scrimmage league. We talk a lot about quarterbacks, skill position guys, whatever. But if you're not winning at the line of scrimmage, if you're not winning at the point of attack, you simply do not have a chance. Cam Pringle is a guy, I think he's going to be an immediate impact player. Again, the size is there, the athleticism, the overall football instinct, if you will. So again, a a massive pickup, both literally and figuratively, as I mentioned, Cam Pringle, a guy that, you know, certainly you don't want to rush guys in on the offensive line. These guys normally need about a year or two to develop and, and come into their own. But Cam Pringle, I mean, a huge pickup. You simply just cannot overstate how big this is. And I just love that your offensive line is like your foundation, right? It's the foundation of your house. You can have all the nice windows and the shingles and the furniture and all that, but if you do not have a solid foundation, if you do not have a good offensive line, it doesn't mean anything and it's going to crumble over time. So I think Cam Pringle serves a guy that can be one of those foundational players for you. And he already joins, right, that great recruiting class you had in 2023 for this cycle. Those great offensive linemen you brought in, certainly Cam Pringle's the guy. And guys, when I talk about, you know, it's going to take three to four years to build that quality depth and compete with the likes of Georgia and the Alabamas and the LSUs and, you know, these upper echelon teams, it's getting guys like this on the line of scrimmage that really make the difference. It's getting guys like this You know, you need to continue to add guys like Cam Prinkle and build that depth up front, both offensively and defensively. But again, this is a great step, a great way to really get the 2024 class going. Of course, you already got Dante Reno, who decided he's not going to reclassify. He's going to stay in the 24 class. Now you've got Cam Prinkle. So a great start, a great start to 24 and the positive recruiting momentum. And also, you think about this too. 
And for an offensive lineman, you know, how much does it really affect their decision? Who's the offensive coordinator? I mean, I'm sure it plays some sort of factor, right? Because an offensive lineman, they want to play on a good offense, a fun, exciting offense as well. And uh, that's going to be their their coach, their coordinator, if you will. So, you know, a great vote of confidence also for Dowell Loggins, what he's doing in his vision on the offensive side of the football. A huge win for Lonnie Teasley. And, of course, we talked to J.C. Sherbert last week. And, you know, he made us feel very confident and comfortable that Cam Pringle was indeed – going to choose South Carolina, but for it to happen, again, it's all about recruiting guys. It's about the Jimmys and Joes versus the X's and O's and getting a guy and also keeping a guy like Cam Pringle. I mentioned who he chose South Carolina over Georgia, Clemsucks, Tennessee, Florida, NC State, some really good programs out of state, though, to number one, keep him in the state, right? We've seen too often these top-notch prospects. They leave the state of South Carolina for whatever reason. And number two, to beat out the arch rival for him, which is huge. And uh, again, I know we talked to JC Short about Woodland has been some sort of a pipeline for Clem Sucks over the years. So for South Carolina to beat them out to keep him home is absolutely massive. It's absolutely massive. So again, Cam Pringle, the latest Gamecock, and Shane Beamer and company just continue their torrid stretch on the recruiting trail. And guys, I don't see things slowing down anytime soon as we sit just over a week, by the way, from National Signing Day. And we all know the big-time prospect who will making his announcement on Signing Day, that is Nicholas Harbor. So next Wednesday is going to be a lot of fun. And I tell you what, if you can land him, again, you talk about the recruiting momentum, the positive momentum, even losing to Notre Dame in the bowl game, right? You come off a year two with Shane Beamer. He just got his extension. Um, you know, things are looking up for the Gamecocks and for Gamecocks football, and you got Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells back and all that positive momentum. It just snowballs from on the field to off the field to recruiting to SEC media days, and here you go into the 2023 football season, and who knows, the sky is truly the limit. So really, really excited for what's going down on the Gamecocks recruiting side of things, and you know, I'll say you this too. I'm not surprised by any of it. You know, did I know that Shane Beamer was going to make the line of scrimmage such a point of emphasis? No, I didn't. I, I didn't early necessarily, but uh, I, I'm not surprised to see him having success on the recruiting trail because what Shane Beamer is showing you, you know, when you've got that infectious personality and you really, truly are genuine and you genuinely believe in what you're doing, where you are, you know, he loves the University of South Carolina. I've said it many times. He loves USC and he sees South Carolina not for what it is, but for what it can be, right? And I think that's such a powerful thing. And uh, he truly believes in what he's saying. He truly believes in his vision, the vision of his coaching staff and the vision of South Carolina football. And I think that's just something that, again, is infectious and it bleeds over into players and and they believe as well. And so, again, to land a guy like Cam Pringle, absolutely huge, not just because of it's a position of need, not just because of his rating, but the fact that he's in-state and you beat out some top-notch programs for his services. So great job as always by Shane Berman Company. A big welcome home weekend for the Gamecocks. Guys, that being said, of course, we'll talk about that, break that down all week long. Let's move off of football and into baseball as we continue along our position unit preview series. Today's show, we are talking Gamecocks first baseman in the 2023 baseball season. And you take a look at the key losses, and this is actually one where you are affected by losses a season ago. Um, you look at Brant Belk, who was your leader at the position, was a fantastic player for you 
a season ago. When you take a look at his numbers, Brant Belk hit 340 on the year, six home runs and 38 RBIs, which led your team. Uh, the next closest was Andrew Eister, who hit 318 on the season. So Brant Belk was one of the consistencies. Brant Belk was one of the constant guys in your lineup day after day after day. Started 49 games for you a season ago. Dealt with some injuries, but was tough as nails, and I thought was really good, the former Mizzou transfer. He is now gone. Of course, Josiah Seitler no longer with the Gamecocks. And Vitas Valencius, better known as Vito, that's what we called him, uh, hit the transfer portal. So some key losses here. Who returns? Your key returners, Kevin Madden, who comes back from injury. But the two big ones at this position, I went ahead and added them because they are newcomers, but uh, they are going to be the guys fighting it out at this position. Gavin Cassis, the Vanderbilt transfer, and Jacob Compton, your Memphis transfer. And again, guys, I list Kevin Madden. You know, he's a guy that plays third base, but he can play the corners, right? He can play the corners. Kevin Madden did play a little bit of first base last year. So worst case scenario, he can play. Also, Cole Messina can slide in there, worst case scenario. But uh, again, you got a couple of different guys. You got a couple of different options at this position. Let's look at most approved, best overall. We'll start with most approved. And really, guys, both the dudes you brought in, you could list here, but I'm going to list Jacob Compton, the Memphis transfer. You look at what he did a season ago, hit 291, 11 homers, and 56 RBI. But you think about this, making the jump and the transition from Memphis to SEC pitching. Right? How does he handle that? Because there is going to be a jump. There is going to be a transition. This is not Memphis, right? This is basically the big leagues of college baseball. How are you able to adjust your game? Again, it was very productive a season ago, but we have seen time and time again in the Mark Kingston era, these transfers come in and not quite live up to the billing. Uh, Jacob Conton, the guy, if he does not play first base, guys, I could see him in the DH role. Would be surprised if he's not in your opening day lineup somewhere so again Jacob Compton can he transition from Memphis can he deliver on those big numbers that he put up a season ago your best overall I'm listing as Gavin Casas the Vandy transfer guys I could list Gavin Casas as most approved as well because the first base position is his right he's got to stay healthy though this is a guy that at Vanderbilt was just not able to stay on the field I from what I've heard Talking to different sources, he's gotten himself in much better shape. He's lost some weight. And so his knees that were giving him troubles, right, those, those troubles he was having with his health, he should be able to overcome those and be much, much more productive and much more consistent. Because as we all know, part of being a great athlete is being able to take care of your body, is being able to stay healthy. You look at what he did last year, hit 294, one homer, 14 RBI. But again, guys, just was not able to stay on the field. And you look at this kid. And all reports from uh, fall camp, if you will, or fall practice, what have you, you know, he's a big body left-hander, kind of reminds you of a Kyle Martin. And that's a pretty damn good comparison. And a guy that should be able to take advantage of Founders Park. We all know that 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 wind blows left to right, blows out to right field, coming off that river there, right? And so it should be a left-handed hitter's haven. A guy like Gavin Casas should absolutely make best friends with Image Inc. out there in right field right there. I, I should expect to see him in a couple baseballs in the street this spring. So Gavin Casas, he's your best overall. I think he's also got a ton to prove, though, as well, because has not done it for a full season. And if he's not able to stay healthy, certainly that's going to throw a wrench in this lineup. It's going to throw a wrench in the first base position. And, uh, you know, I, I think for this position, we talk about season will be successful if, let's move into that, a successful season for the first base position is Gavin Casas staying healthy. Because there will be other guys that platoon and play, certainly, but it's 
it's his position, right? Right. This season's all about Gavin Casas. You brought him in specifically for a reason. He's one of your big left-handed sticks you're going to be depending on, right? They injected a lot of new lefties in this lineup for this season. Gavin Casas being one of them for this lineup to live up to its billing. Because I think Casas is going to be a guy they're going to depend on somewhere the three, the four, the five, somewhere right in the middle of that lineup. He needs to come into his own and have by far his best season as a collegiate player and finally be healthy from season's beginning to season's end. When you look at the overall grade of the first base position, uh, I'm going to give him a B minus. I'm going to give him a B minus. Again, I think there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of upside, but there's also a lot to prove, right? There's a lot to prove. You're talking about a guy again in Compton coming from Memphis that has not done it at the SEC level and a guy in Gavin Casas that even though he's coming from Vandy again, has just not played a full season And I think all of these transfer guys, by the way, this will be something I talk a lot more about the week of opening day. But all of these transfer guys have got a lot to prove, right? All of them do. Because we have seen this time and time again where transfers come in from whatever school, right? Whether it be UCF, it be Memphis, it be uh, wherever. It doesn't matter, right? Whatever school it is. But we've seen this over the lifespan of the Mark Kingston era where these guys come in and they just don't live up to the billing, right? They come in from Virginia Tech, like a Kevin Madden, and they have statistically the worst year of their career. Why is that? So you need him to have a smooth transition for the sake of this position and for the sake of this lineup and for the sake of the Gamecocks' offensive attack this season. But right now, the overall grade, I'm going to give it a B-. minus. I got high hopes, high expectations, but right now there are more question marks, I think, than there are answers at first base. So again, that's going to do it, guys. My breakdown, my position unit preview of the Gamecocks' first baseman heading into opening day. And finally, let's talk some Courtcocks. South Carolina men's basketball falling on Saturday uh, by a 15-point margin of defeat. Auburn taking down the Gamecocks 81-66. to uh, You know, the, the fact is this. The fact South Carolina was able to stay in this game, getting outshot the way they did, was actually pretty impressive. And I will say this, kudos to South Carolina for fighting back in the second half. But uh, again, what you saw what you saw on Saturday, the Gamecocks are just shorthanded. Wendell Green Jr. with, uh, with uh, excuse me, 16 points in the ballgame. You look at Johnny Broom, who had 27 points for Auburn. Those were their, their big two on the day. You look, at the, you look at the Gamecocks and our player of the game, and my biggest takeaway is that G.G. Jackson's still special, guys. I know there were a lot of question marks. I had question marks about G.G. Jackson going in this game. All he did, and he's our player of the game, by the way, 30 points, eight rebounds on the day. Absolutely incredible what he's doing as a 17-year-old, as a true freshman. You know, the Gamecocks are asking a lot of him to basically put this team on his back. Also, I will say, I thought there were some encouraging signs from Josh Gray, you know, just six points, but eight rebounds on the day. Um, You know, Michi Johnson, I I think his struggles is really hurting this team. Hayden Brown had just seven points in the game. So Lamont Paris made it very clear, right, when he said that out of Gigi Jackson, Hayden Brown, and Michi Johnson, if two of those three are not playing well, if only one, we're going to struggle. And we're going to struggle not just to win, we're going to struggle to be competitive, right? And it's pretty wild when you think about it. Gamecocks fall to 8-11, and 1-5 in SEC play. It's It just goes to show you where we're at as a basketball program. We're trying to, or we, we are 
were pulling positives from a 15-point loss. But that's just kind of what you have to do in year one of Lamont Paris, and we all understand um, you know what <laughs> we all understand what this year is all about and the rebuild that it is. But GG Jackson, I mean, a phenomenal performance, 30, 30 points, eight rebounds, like I mentioned. And you hope that he can build off that and continue to play that way. What's next for South Carolina? The Gamecocks go on the road on Wednesday to take on the Florida Gators, January the 25th at Florida, a seven o'clock tip on ESPN2. Guys, I will lock in my prediction uh, the day of that game. I don't have a prediction for it right now. Um, I'm sure as you can all imagine, I think the Gamecocks are, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough then to go on the road and beat the Gators, who are a quality basketball team. Uh, but a great opportunity on national TV. We'll see if they can do it. But all in all, guys, a tough one at CLA. And we will see, again, I think the Gamecocks sitting at one and five in conference play, um, you know, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's like I told you guys before, there's going to be a couple of nights this season where it all comes together, where Michi, Gigi, and Hayden all play their best on the same day. Will it be Wednesday? I don't know. We'll see. But if that does happen, it could be a lot of fun. Guys, that's going to do it all for me. Thank you all so much. Uh, appreciate you all tuning in again. We'll talk about all of this and more, everything from recruiting, baseball, basketball, all week long on the Daily Crow. And again, guys, I really do appreciate you all, your love, your support from the merchandise side of the business, the live show, the podcast, social media, and everything in between. Really excited to get another week started with you all. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all on Thursday. Thursday.